Episode 189. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftover. And you're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftover. Sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, five, five four, four, three, three two, two, one. Hey, welcome back to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. Stop. Him attack. All right, welcome to our Wonder Woman episode. <laughs> okay. And we have special guest with us today, uh, Brooke Doherty. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, everybody. So, how you doing? Uh, pretty good. You know, the my allergies are trying to kick me in the ass, but I'm not letting it. So, otherwise, pretty good. <laughs> you know, call upon the powers of Zeus and uh, <laughs> right power. Power through this episode. All right. The powers so. of bourbon. That's what's going to be today. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Speak of my language. Which, what Greek god was bourbon? Uh, the god of fun. The god of fun. Uh, the god of bad decisions. <laughs> what is it? Dionysus? Is that the one that's the like the the god of? Got alcohol and you, stuff. Did you say Dianetics? This is. No. <laughs> I'm so bad with my Greek gods. I know there is one of alcohol, oh. though. Yeah. And we're off to a great I start. Greek and Roman ones confused all the time, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, we're here to talk about Wonder Woman this week, guys. Wonder mm-hmm. Woman came out in theaters. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Wonder Woman. Let's jump. Just jump right into this bad boy. There you go. All right. Yeah, I got that out. Yeah, no hitches. <laughs> I didn't notice anything when we were talking about Nothing. Nothing. I'm a fucking pro. Uh, let's see here. Before she was Wonder Woman, she was Diana, princess of the Amazons, trained to be unconquerable warrior, uh, raised on a sheltered island paradise when a pilot crashes on their shores and tells of a massive conflict raging in the outside world. Diana leaves her home, convinced she can stop the threat. Fighting alongside man in a war to end all wars, Diana will discover her full powers and her true destiny. It's directed by Patty Jenkins, and uh, found out 
Looks like she hadn't directed a film since 2003, Monster, uh, with uh, Charlize Theron. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was her last film. She'd done some TV and stuff like that. And um, she pulled out of Thor of the Dark World, World probably a good decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let uh, Alan Taylor, the uh, Game of Thrones director, do that. And uh, Patty Jenkins is the first woman to direct a superhero film with a female protagonist. It's awesome. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, everybody, listen, uh, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's. This is all true. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. We can't dispute the facts. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> all right. It's uh, written by Alan Heinberg, uh, Zach Snyder, and Jason Fuchs. Uh, it stars Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Uh, Gal Gadot is part of reshoots for the movie including stunts, while being five months pregnant. Uh, her baby bump was visible, so the crew created a costume which had a green screen around her belly, which was later removed during post-production. I did not know that. I did not, I know, did that not know that either. Holy That's amazing. Shit. No, I didn't either. Scarlett Johansson, she did Age of Ultron while she was pregnant, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe Smulders was briefly considered for the role of Wonder Woman. Um, and I'm glad she... Well, she does uh, the voice of the character in the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I'm glad she didn't get this role, to be quite honest with you. I, I would agree with that. It's yeah. kind of weird seeing Robin as, you know, from How I Met Your Mother yeah. as Wonder Woman. Yeah. Well, and also she's already in the MCU. Well, yeah, this was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this was before she was in, like, the Avengers films because they've been – this movie has – they've been planning a Wonder Woman movie, trying to get one made since 1996. Right, right. So uh, Chris Pine is Steve Trevor, uh, Connie Nielsen as uh, Hippolyta, uh, and uh, the role of Queen Hippolyta was offered to Nicole Kidman, and she oh. passed on the role. Um, now she's going to be in the uh, Aquaman film as Queen Atlanta. Hmm. Um Mother of Aquaman. So, uh, Robin Wright as Antiope. Is that, am I saying that right? Oof, Ant- I have no idea. Antiope? Uh, yeah. Cantaloupe? Yes. Anteater? <laughs> yeah. A- Antiope, and somebody's gonna get on us for our <laughs> pronunciations. How dare you? A- Antiope, uh, she was, uh, the Princess Bride and the Princess Bride. Oh, no. Oh, wow. And, uh, she was yeah. Jenny in Forrest Gump. Yeah. She was Jenny in Forrest Gump. We came out of the movie theater, and I was like, do you know who that was? And Cindy's like, no. And I go, she's she's Princess Buttercup, because that's Cindy's favorite movie. And she went, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Houston as uh, Ludendorff. Uh, he's been a villain for uh, Marvel and DC now. He was a uh, striker in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, okay. Uh, David Thewlis uh, as Sir Patrick. Uh, professor, that's Professor Lupin from Harry mm-hmm. Potter, and yeah. he's also on the new season of Fargo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's so. making some rounds this year. Uh, Saeed Tagmawi uh, as Samir. Uh, Ewan Bremner as Charlie. Uh, that was uh, Spud from Train Spotting. Uh, Eugene, oh. Yeah, Eugene Brave Rock as the chief. He could have just mm-hmm. gone as Eugene Brave Rock <laughs> in the film, right? Yeah. Right. It's a great name. Yeah, good name. Lucy Davis as uh, Etta. That was, uh, she was uh, from Shaun of the Dead. She's mm-hmm. the original Pam from the British office. From the office, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and uh, Alina Anaya as Dr. Maru. Uh, also, producer Zack Snyder had a cameo in the film as a World War One soldier. 
cool. Throwing that out there. All right. Wonder Woman has an estimated runtime of 141 minutes and a budget of $149 million. Um, Yeah, I mean, Warner Brothers gave the reins of Wonder Woman to Patty Jenkins, who had directed an indie film called Monster years ago, like 12 years ago. And um, that was an $8 million film. So they gave her $149 million to play with here. <laughs> and uh, that's just, wow, kind of crazy. Yeah, uh, It's currently at a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, I just wanted to point out that uh, for all the people that have been talking about, uh, you know, like Batman v Superman and, you know, Man of Steel and Suicide Squad getting low ratings. Uh, guys, uh, newsflash, Warner Brothers owns part of Rotten Tomatoes, people. Yeah, that, that cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, it's all a conspiracy, isn't it, everybody? Yeah. Yeah. All right. They've been giving themselves bad ratings just to one day give themselves good ratings. So... Yeah. It's all part yeah. of their plan. That's, yeah, it's a long con. Man. Yeah. It's a long con. Yeah. <laughs> now, before we break down the movie, we are going to rate it. So here's our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. And we could be spoiling the shit out of this movie, so if you haven't seen Wonder Woman, stop listening now. This is your spoiler warning. This is a pop culture leftovers spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your dick You have been warned, spoiler pussies. All right, so we're going to start off, we're going to rate this bad boy and talk about Wonder Woman, what we thought about it. And uh, I'm going to start off with, uh, I'm going to let everybody know Jake's going last. <laughs> All right, Jake's going last. Okay. But uh, I am going to, come on, don't act surprised. I don't mind. Okay, I'm going to start off with Frank. What did you think about uh, Gal Gadot, Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman? Okay, so... I'm going to throw this out there. A lot of people seen that I was bitching because I had a somewhat bad experience watching the film. And I was really pissed off about that. And the biggest reason is because I'm mad that I missed part of this movie. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, this is how you tell an origin story. And this is everything that I feel like that we're missing out of Henry Cavill as Superman. Like, her honest belief in humanity like almost breaks her at the end when she realizes that we're not all good it's not something she can fix and it's just i i loved every second of it the action scenes were great i actually cared for her a lot she was really really good i'm like eating crow so bad for the (laughs) shit that i gave her when they first released the first pictures of her yeah. at San Diego Comic-Con 14. Yeah. Man, I was so fucking wrong. She was great. It was great. It was really good. I absolutely Tupperware it. All right. So we got a Tupperware from Frank. Frank, move your chair away from the table or something. Yeah, you're... Am I rocking You're it? rocking, and we can, it's getting picked up on the mic. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. sorry. I'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, everything got all right, slow sorry. motion in here. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> 
I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hand uh, the rating over to uh, Brooke now. Brooke, go right ahead. What did you think about Wonder Woman? Um, I only got to see it once. I wanted to try to go see it again, but I just felt so bad this morning. I didn't try to go see it. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. And I don't know. I'm really not sure what I want to rate it. Um, All right, let's get back to Brooke. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I either want to rate it. It's either like a high, taste it, or it's a Tupperware. No, no, you, no, today, I, I, no, no. You got to. I'm gonna say, based on how I felt the other day, and that I felt like maybe I had got too hyped up. I'm gonna say it's a very high taste it because it was great and I loved it, but I can't. I can't say that, yes, I would like it more. You know, I can't for sure say I would like it more. I can go ahead and give it a Tupperware if I saw it again. But uh, I was just feeling really awful. And, you know, I was just having a bad time that day, I think, when I saw it. Because when I think about it, I love so much about the movie that I don't know why I didn't feel better about it when I came out of it. But uh, I'm going to go conservative and say it was it's a, it's a high taste it because... You know, just the way I felt when I came out of the movie. Did theater. you give us a rating and review, or did you just read off your fucking doctor's chart? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I heard nothing about like, oh, you know, like uh, Gal Gadot. Uh, she did this and she did that, and uh, I think Gal Gadot was awesome. Like, I I loved it, and you know, I wasn't sure about with her her accent how they were going to do that if they were going to try to have everybody sort of match her accent like they did in Thor they tried to get everybody to match uh Tom Hiddleston's accent I don't know if you'd ever had heard that story but uh it was interesting because that Connie whatever her last name is mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't remember she has that's her accent when she was on uh one of the Law and Order TV series and I liked her on there and she used her real accent and everything so uh you know then when it comes to Robin Wright I thought what are they going to do and so she kind of talked like that too and I don't know I thought it was interesting I liked I liked how they played the you know sort of fish out of water sort of scenarios and all that kind of thing and I think she was really badass it's just I didn't come out of there being as empowered as I thought I would be if that makes any sense like I thought I would be like fuck yeah and like totally like like hyped up and I wasn't and I just think it was because of the way I felt that day so uh, but I really loved it a lot and I'm definitely going to see it again Probably tomorrow. Shit, we got the wrong female listener, Brian. Yeah, I think we did. um, Yeah, sorry. No, this this is the first time I think we've ever had a rating where somebody showed up with a doctor's note. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm kind of, I'm a little, I I don't know what to even think about it. (laughs) There's like a little asterisk next to it. Elastic rating. Okay. All right. I'll take it. Um, I'll go next. Uh, let's see here. This, uh, the movie, it combines a lot of things that I like anyway. You know, DC Comics. Uh, I think Greek mythology is interesting. Uh, World War One is an interesting period of time. And, um, uh, and the romance between, uh, Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor. Um, I don't know if you guys got this from like your viewing, but for me, I thought like, the way Patty Jenkins and and Alan Heinberg, it's Alan Heinberg, correct? Correct. The way that they portrayed this romance in this period piece, 
and I've got I've got like bullet points that I'd love to go over if you because I I really want to get this out there. I feel like a lot of it was inspired by the movie Titanic, mm. <laughs> and I just okay. I want to talk about that real quick before I give like my actual rating of the movie. Okay, okay? both Diana and Rose. Okay, so I'm talking about Princess Diana and Rose from fucking Titanic. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. both characters are unhappy with their place in life. Right. Correct, correct. Okay. okay. Both characters don't agree with their mothers. Mm, yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. Uh, uh, Diana goes from being on a gorgeous island and being a princess to being told, uh, you know, when she leaves Themyscira, she may never return. And Rose went from being part of like the first class to leaving that world forever behind her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, according to this film, and it may change in the future films, um, both characters never see their mothers again. Uh, mm-hmm. A guy comes into their life and shows them a different side of the world. Steve Trevor introduces Diana to all these people she fights for and she becomes close to. Jack introduces Roars, uh, Rose to uh, fourth-class passengers on Titanic, and they open up her eyes to different mm-hmm. people. Uh, and, and backseat sex. That's what I was going to get into <laughs> next. Steve and Diana have sex, and then Rose and Jack have sex. Uh, there's also an old memento that reminds her of Steve and the time that they had together, his watch. And Rose has the necklace that mm-hmm. reminds her of the time that she spent on Titanic with Jack. Uh, there's a photo of Steve Trevor on the wall next to the plane at the end of the movie. And we see an old photo of Rose next to a horse at the end of Titanic. And Diana sees the photo with her and the guys she fought beside for the first time in nearly 100 years and in Titanic, when they open the safe, she sees the drawing that Jack made for her nearly 80 years later. So I'm telling you, this romance between her and Steve Trevor reminded me a lot. Yeah, I could see it. Of some of its inverse, because, you know, uh, at the beginning of the movie, instead of the end, she saves him from the water. From yeah. drowning, mm, yeah. So it's a little bit of a, a little bit of it is inverse, but this romance really reminded me a lot of Titanic. That being said, this is the hero I've been wanting from the DC since we have been watching these movies. Uh, I have said many times that uh, Superman has missed the mark many times when it comes to uh, you know portraying how much he does love and care for humanity. We have the scene of you know, Superman saving the woman on the rooftop, you know. And I've said in past episodes that he should have uh, landed on the rooftop with her and told her, you know, hey, I'm here. I'm I'm going to take care of you. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. I've also said in the uh, courtroom he should have uh, had a, been able to have a speech and tell people, you know, about who he is, what he stands for, truth, justice. We got that in this movie from Princess Diana's Wonder mm-hmm. Woman. We got that. We finally got that hero. We got a woman who uh, tells a general to his fucking face, you don't care about these people. And what kind of general doesn't fight and die with his soldiers? Right. Um, you know, uh, we got these scenes. And uh, I Tupperware this movie. I, I think from uh, beginning to end, it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I saw it twice. My se- first viewing was an IMAX. It's a gorgeous movie, especially in Themyscira. Absolutely gorgeous in Themyscira in the IMAX. But um, and I want to talk about Themyscira. But uh, when um, and, and it, the second viewing, the story was even better. 
I mean, the story was so much. I, I loved it. I loved this movie. And um, I, I Tupperware it so much. It is it is fantastic. Uh, I'm having a hard time deciding which movie I like better, Captain America, the mm. first Avenger, or this movie. I'm having a real hard time. Right. Um, mm. I was thinking about that mm-hmm. association myself. Mm-hmm. I'm having yeah, a real we, hard time with we it. We talked about it in the car about how it was similar because Captain America, the first Avenger, is mine and Cindy's both favorite movies. It, it's hard not to com- It's hard not to compare because they're both. Set in wartime, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So World War World War One for this Steve movie. in a plane, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this is all pulled from like classic stories. So you know, yeah. Golden Age Wonder Woman rescued Steve Trevor. Mm-hmm. So this is pulled from a seventy-five plus year story. Mm-hmm. All right, Jake. Jake, here it is. All right. Tell everybody if this is their first listening. Uh, first time listening, uh, your past experience with DC movies, and uh, let's find out if it's changed or if it's just it's par for the course. All right. Well, I mean, right off the bat, I I hate Zack Snyder, and I mean, when this all was launched and they announced Zack Snyder was taking over Superman, I I was already geared to hate it. I knew we were going to get, you know, just dull, emotionless Superman and just typical, you know, the Zack Snyder thing. And, you know, Man of Steel was definitely... Like, not as terrible as it could have been, but I still didn't like it very much. And then Batman v Superman pretty much jumped the fucking shark as far as Zack Snyder movies are concerned. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then Suicide Squad, I actually, you know, was like, yay, here's a movie by David Ayer, someone I'm not, like, pre-programmed to hate walking yeah. into this thing. Trailers look fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. I let myself get geared up and excited, and I go in, and it's just big old fucking shit bomb right on my face from fucking David Ayer, so... You know, and so going into this, I was kind of like, yeah, these trailers look pretty decent, but I'm, I don't know. It's still, even seeing the reviews, yeah, even seeing the Rotten Tomatoes score, I was like, ah, you know, it's probably still going to be the same drab DC stuff. We've but, seen good scores for bad movies. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, maybe people are just being, the critics are being nicer because how important this movie is, right. but it's still the same old DC crap, you know? But yeah, I mean, this movie isn't perfect. I mean, I'm sure you guys will agree this movie doesn't reinvent the wheel in any way, but it's a Tupperware for me. I was blown away by this movie. Um, it's not without its flaws. I thought the first half was was practically magical. Like yeah. it, it was so good. Uh, the second half wasn't as strong as the first, but it was by no means a bad movie. Right. It was. It, it just went from being an excellent movie to a great movie, kind of for me when it got to the mm-hmm. second half. Um, I was going to bring up the same points that you kind of made. That I find it so ironic that Wonder Woman is basically the hero that Superman should fucking be. Right. And just how kind of ridiculous that is. And at this point, I'm almost glad that Zack Snyder dropped the ball so hard on getting, like, the character of Superman right. So, because I'm proud that Wonder Woman gets to come in here and kind of take that mantle. Yeah. And so it's almost like I know it wasn't planned that way, Uh but it's kind of a happy accident. Yeah. Like, I kind of fucking love it. And... Just real quick before we can start the general yeah. discussion, um, I thought Gal was just fantastic. Like any flaws this movie had or just kind of like tropey, redundant things that you've seen in 800 movies, you don't mm-hmm. even think about because Gal is just so great. Mm-hmm. And the chemistry between her – I'm not a Chris Pine fan at all. In fact, I, I would go so far to say I, he's someone I really don't even care for. But mm. he was great in this movie. Like I was really won over by him. You need to see Hell or High Water. Yeah, I have not you seen really that do. yet. But yeah, this is so far. This is the best thing I've ever seen Chris Pine in. I was surprised that 
I even enjoyed Chris Pine at all, mm. and I really liked him. So yeah, this was this was fantastic. I'm I'm shocked. It's a Tupperware movie. I I'm almost like sad that DC had a good movie because now we have to wait five years for them to fuck I'm up a bunch s- more no. before they can restart. I'm this super crap. happy about it. <laughs> I'm fucking ecstatic that I love this so I mean, much. I, I'm sad that uh, Brooke had a tummy ache and we got a fucking high taste. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I. <laughs> but just because I felt I don't know I didn't feel as excited about it when I left as everybody else I know did it's okay then, I'm, I'm guilty of the same kind of thing that's why Suicide Squad had such a good rating I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shame I'm not gonna shame you bro you know what I mean? high taste it's a it's good like, rating right yeah high taste like, it is a good rating I mean, I've I've done too many things with uh, spoiler Steve, so I always want to do it as like a ten ten point scale. So I like you know it said ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's kind of where I was seeing it. So I didn't know if that was if that would count as a Tupperware or not. But uh, oh, we can't get it. I mean, ninety three is an A. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, um, no, but she still gave it a high taste. I guess I'm not. That, it's, yeah. Come on. I've, it's kind of like the opposite of. Uh, of uh, Jake seeing Age of Ultron, where he was super stoked about it when he came out of there. Like, I just wa- wasn't about this. But I think about it, and I loved it, and it was awesome, and I loved so much about it. It's just, just one of those weird things. What was it that you did? I want Before we kind of, like, talk about some of the things in the movie, what was it that you that, – that there had to be something that you can kind of point out. I just – I think just because I didn't feel – I mean, I cried in it. I laughed in it. I went through all the emotions. But whenever I walked out, it's just like, oh, I walked out of a movie. That was it. And usually I'm pretty, like, excited and hyped up whenever I come out of movies like that that I like. And so that, I think, was more of a disappointment that it wasn't still with me when I left the theater like it usually is. Okay. Was it the final battle? Because that's where the the movie got the tropiest to me. Like, it it could have been a lot better like it was good but it wasn't as good the end wasn't as good as i hoped it would be maybe and other people were super excited because you know it was wonder woman was on the screen and everything about it was so awesome and then eh, the end was it was good you know the end (laughs) and i think that kind of brought me down a little bit if you really think hard about it like i i guess like you wouldn't have any fear for her going into the end there because you already know she's made it to today right but still i mean the the majority of the movie, she's not fighting super beings like we got in Batman v Superman. Like, everything was a knockdown, let's knock over a building fucking fight. Like, you had those moments where she was fucking storming the village, cutting I through the fucking enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those that things stuff I love so much more than her, you know, fighting Ares. Well, you had yeah. to have the big boss battle at the end. And to yeah. be quite honest yeah. with you, the big boss battle at the end... It's not any really different than uh, the boss battle at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, where you had Kurt Russell voiceovers and stuff like that. Yeah. It right. just looked, Agreed. it just looked prettier on the screen with the Guardians, and you still got Rocket fight, and you still got other characters doing other things. Mm-hmm. You had that yeah. here, you had that here, but I, I mean, it, I, that's what I was worried about going into this movie is because we're dealing with World War One, and now you're also trying to throw in. Greek gods, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. I was thinking like it might be jarring getting that in the third act, and mm-hmm. that's where I felt like I too that wasn't my biggest problem. It was my it was a problem in my first viewing. My second viewing, 
I didn't have as much a problem watching Professor Lupin turn into Ares. <laughs> My biggest problem watching it the second time around, and I got this problem the first time I watched it, was I understand Patty Jenkins wanted to give us a little bit of a swerve and try to make us think that Ludendorff was Ares. Yes. But mm-hmm. the biggest problem I had with that was the fact that she felt the need to explain that he had to take this drug, this gas, to become yeah. strong. Right. Yeah. I felt like if Ares is Ares and he's powerful enough to have man fighting with one another, he doesn't need a fucking, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, nuke from Robocop 2 to make him right. all strong and shit. I, I felt. It was like. Uh huh, go ahead. No, sorry. It was like. They were telling us, the audience, mm-hmm. that no, it's not really Ares, even though you're going to find out that she thinks it is. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. with you on that because I felt like it was uh, saying, no, no, this ain't it. She don't know it, but this ain't him. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. But I thought that made it really obvious that Lupin was Ares. Like, I don't yeah. know about you guys, but that was not a surprise. That right. was a surprise to me. I knew it wasn't Ludendorff, but I had no idea yeah. who it ended up being. Yeah. Well, when when he first came on screen, yeah. I know the actor. Exactly. And I, yeah, and I know that yeah. he can play either good or bad. Yeah. So that was that was you know, I'm watching him on a Fargo where he's like this sinister villain. Well see in the in the general's room we also had uh the actor that played uh Mormont uh on uh, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. the one who was uh commander at the wall. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if maybe they would have threw him in it too. Yeah, I mean he's no Lupin though. I've always figured they were about the same. Mm. He's been in some other movies too. He was also in uh oh, Achilles. It just felt weird for me at the end of the movie when Ares is explaining that he was weakened. And so that would have like made more sense to bring that up at the beginning mm-hmm. with and I don't maybe they did. Maybe the Amazon said something about it and that was I, where I, I, heard I didn't about it. hear it. Well, I heard, well, I, so the Amazon said it at the beginning that Ares has been weakened? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I, okay. Maybe I'm, I, I didn't hear it, but at the end when Ares is giving his, uh, you know, final battle speech, <laughs> he's talking about how he was weakened. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that information would have been better for the swerve. Yes. I, I agree with that. Um, and, and, and was- then you could have left out the gas. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because, okay, this guy needs the gas because physically he's weakened, but you know what I mean. Sure, yeah. So, I, you know. I put, I think you put your finger right on it, Brian, when comparing it to the Guardians thing, though. It, it just wasn't up to snuff as far as like the CG. Right. Like that, mm-hmm. that was kind of one of the biggest problems with the final battle for mm-hmm. me was it's like, here's this big grand finale, you know, the biggest firework of the movie. And it was, to me, easily the worst part of the movie. It was his suit. He looked like a video game. Yeah, yeah like his face behind the mask yeah. looked terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I still Tupperware the movie, and that did not ruin the movie for right, me. Right, exactly. But I was like, man, it's just such a shame that it had to get so tropey at the end. Yeah, yeah. They had to have that final boss battle. Honestly, and I was thinking to myself, like, a, a better ending for me, but it changes history, is that Wonder Woman, you know, Wonder Woman herself single-handedly gets people to get along you know oh. just not not the whole war but just like the two like the battle that she's in oh yeah she, that's cool i like it you know but that changes history you can't really kind of do that yeah right? i mean marvel's done taking liberties with that with like stuff yeah. captain america did in world war ii yeah, and stuff. yeah. i just think like you know having that moment of like wonder woman you know throwing the golden lasso on two soldiers and having them mm. kind of like oh you know like yeah. 
do we really want to, why are we fighting this war? And then like, you know, for that day they stop or something like that. And that's like, I don't know. It just felt like it was really uh, a different kind of movie in the third act. Yes. Because of mm-hmm. that. Uh, but I mean, we got some great stuff out of that though. I mean, I loved uh, Steve Trevor uh, sacrificing himself. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was cool. You know, I, I lo- cried at that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I cried at just- a lot of parts of this movie, actually. <laughs> but yet, you only high tasted it. I know, and but you were waterworks during it because of how I felt. Like you know, you're such a mean critic. I must be. I don't know. <laughs> Can't take it back now. Let's. Uh, I know. Let's jump to I'm the. I'm gonna see it again, and I'm sure I'm gonna love it more when I see it again. Yeah, it's but just... this is the only I... review we're doing, Brooke. We're not doing another uh, one after you watch it again. No, I know. Yeah. So no Tupperware party today, everybody. Yeah, that's sad. I'm not a. I'm not a leftover. It doesn't matter. Neither am I. But that vote still counts. <laughs> let's uh let's jump to the beginning of the movie i want to talk about uh themiscira i mean i feel like mm-hmm. uh, um i don't know where they filmed this and i'm sure a lot of it was cg and created mm-hmm. uh but uh it was gorgeous the setting absolutely gorgeous yeah, and cool. uh i thought uh, patty jenkins did a great job of showing us themiscira and what it looked like and what it felt like to be on there um the girl, the girl actor, the little girl actor was really good, really cute, and I enjoyed it. What did you guys think of Themyscira? Yeah, I loved great. it. It was fantastic. I We saw just enough of it to have it feel like a fully realized world. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too quick. You know, we yeah. saw him training. We saw a little bit of the government. What was great about the training was it's not like we just saw, you know, her training for a little bit. Um we actually saw her training with, uh, you know, like ropes and uh, mm-hmm. and things yeah. like that. that was so neat. it makes sense that she's able to use the lasso the way that she does. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed seeing that. Yeah, I thought the child actress was great. She was yeah. adorable when she was practicing her punches mm-hmm. along too. Yeah. But then it went from being adorable to being actual like believable like fierceness. Right. Yeah. Like I thought she really sold the scene on the horse really well. It was kind yeah. of where the transition came. Yeah. And then I thought the teenage actress they got for Gal was really good, too. You, yeah. you saw her a lot more briefly than the, the kid, but, yeah. but she was good, too. Yeah. And I've, and I've seen a lot of other dads in the Leftover Army posting about it. And, yeah, I mean, that's where I got hooked there. It was like seeing her wanting to do the actions and stuff mm-hmm. and with my own little girl where she wants to do tomboyish things and that. And, you know, it just gets you right there. It's all believable the whole way. It's like you were really invested. They kind of did a blend of her origin story at – well, first before I jump – no, I'll, I'll finish this. They did a blend. Like in the original comics, she was brought to life by the gods b- mm. breathing life into the clay. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it was more of like your uh, Greg Rucka kind of um, Zeus – Mm-hmm. Breathing life into the clay, so they did kind of like a combo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it was was it Rucka that ha- it was uh, Hippolyta and Zeus brought her to life. I'm not. Yeah. Anytime Rucka jumps on a book, I jump off. Oh, I love Rucka. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I think they did kind of like a combo of her Golden Age and then like the and then like Silver Age or uh, you know the Modern Age. But uh, I thought it was really cool. But what was I going to – oh, uh, fuck. I lost my train of thought. Somebody say something. Well, I I was going to talk about the mascara or whatever. Um, I could have probably had a whole movie of that. Like that part was – it was awesome. It was beautiful. Like all the women were super badass and it was so cool and I was so excited about that. Like that – and, you know, the 
the little girl actress was great, and it's so funny because they they show her and Cindy went, oh, <laughs> you know, because she just wants to fight, and she was so adorable, and I thought she did a really good job. And like I said, like you said earlier about the the teenage girl, even though they didn't show her very very much, she, you know, it was believable that those two people grew up to be Gal Gadot's version yeah. of Diana, mm-hmm. like. I like a lot what you said, Brooke, about um, how you could have had the whole movie there. I thought when she, when Diana was told that she could never return, I thought that scene really, oh. really worked because as an audience, you're almost just as kind of gut wrenched as Diana is that you're yeah. never going to see any of this again. Oh, flashback scenes. This is what I'm thinking, and maybe future movies because I yeah. think it'd be kind of cool to see flashbacks of her time there mm-hmm. in future films. I don't know if, you know, I, I was like wondering, could we see more of her training in future films and her talking to uh, a piety? Or could we see, um, you know, because Batman already said he wants to know more of her story. Mm-hmm. Could we ever see the actual, you know, Zeus breathing life into her? Ooh. You know, could we actually like, could the next Wonder Woman movie start with, you know, Hippolyta, you know, out on the beach and, uh, you know, forming the clay yeah, and then boom, all of a sudden Zeus brings life into her and then she's holding him up like at the beginning of Lion King and shit <laughs> or like the beginning of Roots, you know, like, ah, here we go. I don't think you're far off base at all. I imagine for yeah. Wonder Woman 2, they're going to somehow want to continue the Greek mythology storyline. Yeah. So it's somehow going to have to be yeah. brought back yeah. to the forefront. Yeah. Can we do a quick aside? You brought up Batman. Yes. And I just want to say how fucking glad I was that Batman did not show his face in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Fucking A. I was getting ready to get so pissed at the end of the movie mm-hmm. if, like, Batman had to show up and, like, we're supposed to have to fucking cheer because Batman just showed up yeah. and how, like, disrespectful that would have been. Thank you. Yeah. And a great point. Thank God that didn't happen. Yeah. I was so proud of Patty Jenkins and if the screenplay writer was responsible for not having that happen. Because we kind of talked about rumors of that happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the, it was the... uh the pictures that were reported were at the beginning of those guys holding the briefcases and the truck that says Gotham. Yep, and the uh, rumor was – not Wayne, Wayne. Wayne, excuse me. The rumors were that the trucks were in Gotham. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that it was at uh, in Paris at the Louvre. Oh. So uh, – so that was the original thing is that, you know, why is Wonder Woman in Gotham? And so we thought we were going to get a scene of Batman and Wonder Woman talking. And we did not get that. And thank goodness, because yes. not every movie needs Batman to sell tickets. Right. And this movie's doing pretty well. And we'll talk about that later. But, uh, I, I loved Themyscira. I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to see more of it in future films. Uh, I would love to see them just have some flashbacks and scenes. Did you have something, Frank? No. If they have flashbacks, I want Robin Wright to come back because I thought her character was awesome as a general. But even Hippolyta is awesome because she's just as fierce, even though she's the queen. She's still out there fighting with them all. It, it was my favorite. Probably my most favorite part of the movie was that whole part yeah. there because it was awesome. Yeah, I definitely I'm I'm with you all the way. I want to see more of Piety come back as Robin Wright. Uh, Robin Wright come back as a Piety. Mm-hmm. I thought she was fantastic. I loved her. I loved her relationship 
with Diana. I wanted to see more of it. This was a way – this is how you do training in a movie. I know the movie's two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. But this is how you do training. This is where Green Lantern got it wrong. Oh, it's so ridiculous. This is is a training montage that really pulls it off well. And uh, it's believable. Like in this – I think this is kind of like where a lot of things fell apart for you, Frank, watching Doctor Strange and his training. Yeah. Um, Snap your fingers. All of a sudden you're a fucking master because you read mm -hmm. a book. I mean, and right. you, I didn't get that out of the movie, but that's what you got out of it. Yeah. But I think this movie... Oh, it flushes it out so It flushes well. it out so much better. They've mm-hmm. also said, Patty Jenkins has come out and said that Wonder Woman at this time is about anywhere between 800 to 1,000 years old, Yeah, is what she's saying. She's, say, she's the only child on Themyscira. Right. Um, and then she also says, basically, the, she she remains childlike because... You know, she's she's grown up like that her right. whole life. And, and I think her mother wants to keep her that little girl. Yeah, I agree. There was kind of hint of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved Act 1, Act One too, but I disagree with you guys in that it wasn't my favorite act. I think one of the biggest reasons I Tupperware this movie was the next act was even better mm-hmm. than the first act. It's not my favorite act. Oh, well, you said you agreed with Brooke. Well, wow. about... That being your favorite part of the movie. No, no, no. Antiope being uh, – Antiope yeah. – I, I agreed with Brooke about Antiope being mm-hmm. – I liked her a lot. No, oh. It's not my favorite part of the movie. My favorite part of the movie is No Man's Land. Yes. Yeah, God, exactly. That's amazing. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite part too. Act 2 is just even better than Act 1, as I'm great as Act 1 was. fucking getting emotional in the theater mm-hmm. at No Man's Land. This was one of the most – amazing theater experiences I've ever had and 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 oh god it's just it's visually it's amazing basically you've got on the on the journey there you know she sees all these people struggling uh horses in the mud she yeah. sees that guy and he's got his leg blown off mm-hmm. and she all she wants to do is help yeah and it goes along with the whole theme of the movie love Mm-hmm. Which is a great theme because I'm going to talk about this real quick. I feel like Zack Snyder is a really smart dude and he's really like – he questions a lot of things. When he reads these comics, I think he questions a lot of things in the source material and he's like, you know what? I'm going to take this source material, but I'm going to do it a little bit different. I'm not going to give I'm, – I'm going to uh, – you know, Superman in the comics is all about humanity. I'm going to have Clark question humanity. Mm-hmm. And he raises the wrong questions, okay? And mm-hmm. that's what that's what kind of fucked up uh, Man of Steel. Uh, not Man of Steel. Yeah, Man, Batman v Superman. Ba- I, I, I fucked I, up Man of Steel too, Brian. Not no. I love <laughs> I love Man of Steel. I love Man of Steel. I thought we were past that. I thought it, I thought it was interesting at the time, but where this movie works and what's refreshing about it is it's back to the source material where the character is about love. And Zack Snyder tries to tries to get into little things a little too much. He tries to get too cerebral with things, and he asks some of the wrong questions. Yeah. And Wonder Woman gives us all the right answers. Yeah. Okay. And so we see we see her not struggling with like, ooh, should I help out humanity? No, she wants to be fucking hamburger helper from the beginning. Yeah. And so you know, and that and now. Now, uh, Steve's talking about how they gotta push through, and these people, ha- uh, we just gotta, you know, we gotta get to the front of the line or whatever, and, and we can't help these people. Right. This is no man's land. They, they've been here for a year and a half, and they haven't, they barely moved inches, mm-hmm. because the Germans have all these guns, we can't do it. Di- Princess Diana's like, she's yelling at him. 
she's yelling at him. She's passionate about yelling at him. She's angry. She can't believe what she's hearing. Right. And I love this scene. I absolutely love that she strips everything off. She's in her armor. And when she starts to climb and they're freaking out, like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And we, I don't care if it was fucking slow motion. It was fucking badass. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad fucking ass. And I was really afraid that we got pretty much the idea of that scene from the trailers. Cause you know, you kind of see her walking through in the trailers. It's like, Oh yeah, she's going to be dodging everything. But all of the emotional lead up to yeah. it, you're talking about, you know, her getting angry and her being yeah. sad for all of these people wanting to help everyone. And then as soon as she, you know, you know what's going to happen when she goes up that ladder, but it's, it has such more, much more payoff after everything else, even though you saw half of it from, you know, theatrical trailers and all that. Like, mm-hmm. it, this is I'm where getting you emotional gotta... thinking about it. Like, I, it's like, I can't change my rating, and I'm getting emotional now because then. <laughs> but I can't change my rating. I have to stick with it. <laughs> this is where you really got to give it to Gal Gadot mm-hmm. because it's the intensity that mm-hmm. she brings, her yeah. presence on mm-hmm. screen, not just her kicking ass, right. like the look on her face when she's doing it. It's the why. Mm-hmm. Why is she mm-hmm. doing this? Right. She's it's- so fucking driven. It's not like, oh, let's just CG CG it up and let's do this. It was just absolutely amazing. You believe in her. It's Yeah. Right. I, well, we know why she's doing this. She's doing this for these people. And after she kicks ass and takes names, she just doesn't leave. She spends time in the village. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Making sure everyone's okay and whatnot. It's right. good stuff. It's fucking – this is what a hero is. Right. This is how you write a fucking hero story. This is why I love Steve Rogers in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. And for all the people out there that say we just hate DC movies <laughs> just to hate them because we're Marvel fuckboys, this mm-hmm. is not true. This – I'm having – like I honestly – I think I like this movie more than I like Captain America the First Avenger. I like it more than Captain America the First yeah, Avenger. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I love Captain America, the first Avenger. And I think I like it a lot more. I think this is like, uh. I feel the message more mm-hmm. in this specifically than mm-hmm. I did in that. It's not a bad movie by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. Yeah. It's just, this one feels like it has that much more heart. Yeah. Do you like it more than the other cat movies? Uh, I do think I like it more than Winter Soldier. Yeah. And I do think I like it more than Civil War. Yeah. I don't know yet. I think I may. I need to see it more than once to make that. Decision. Yeah. And then, like, right the part that we're at right here, uh-huh. right where the fucking snow started falling is where I had to fucking get up and go find people to turn the lights back the fuck off. Ugh. It took me ten minutes. I was gone from that part all the way up to where she steals that chick's blue dress. Mm-hmm. I missed all of that. So, like, mm-hmm. when you said that they, they slept together, that was news to me. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God damn it. Um, oh, go ahead, Brooke. Uh, you know, you're ta- talking about her staying in the village afterwards. Another thing about her that I really liked is when he, you know, Steve looks at her and he goes, you know, you did this. This was all you, you know, and she's, she's to her. It was just the, her duty to do, to help people. And the other guys were there. So she just figures that they helped too, you know, like she doesn't feel like she did it all on her own. And she doesn't think that it's a big deal because that's what, that's what she is like compelled to do. Is to help people and make things right, like, and you believe that, and it's, 
Yeah. yeah you believe everything she she puts out there. Like her, yeah. her emotions are fantastic. Because mm-hmm. uh, even sometimes it could come across as cheesy or or insincere, but it, it she hits it every time. Yeah, they, they sell it so well. One of my favorite moments in the film is when uh, Diana realizes that Steve is lying to her about taking her to the war. Mm-hmm. And she has this, like, double-take fucking look at him. Like, she's so disgusted Mm -hmm. that he was capable of lying to her. And it's all just conveyed in a facial expression. And I I, that was just such a great moment. This movie's also refreshing because the comedy's not forced. Right. Right. Like in Age of Ultron. Yeah, there were jokes, Mm -hmm. but they were definitely, you know, they were earned. The fish out of water thing worked really well for me because from her perspective, Uh everybody else is fucked up. Because right. she doesn't understand why they just don't do the right thing. Let's it's just like, talk about. It. Let's talk about the simple things. Let's talk about uh, Princess Diana eating ice cream for the first time. Yeah, that, that was, was hilarious. Awesome. You should be so proud. <laughs> and and you know, and I loved her running loved up it. to the baby. That really cracked yeah. me up. He's like, no babies, <laughs> <laughs> baby. And she's like running for it. I, I laughed very hard at that. I liked that they actually took her to a shop and had her try on clothes instead of him just magically showing up to her with clothes that fit because that's what they do in everything. Oh, yeah. That was good. The, the clothes was good stuff. Her ripping the dresses, kicking in them. Yeah, this is yeah. like, like a pretty woman scene, but she's tr- wanting to kick ass in right, yeah. yeah. How do you fight in this? Oh, <laughs> is this gosh, your armor? I liked Edda saying something about that she could uh, that she could uh, come to fisticuffs if she needed to or something. Like, <laughs> right. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was a trailer moment, but it was still yeah. funny in the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, we got some of that character, but we didn't get, like, mm-hmm. so much. That's what I was yeah. worried about, that it was, this character was going to be in so much of the movie, and it would just be like, okay, here's comic relief. Right, right. Yeah. Like, you know. And they sprinkle a little bit of that around. Like, you had really unique characters, yeah. but none of them were overused. Well, that, that's what that's what Ant-Man did wrong for me. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. we got Michael Pena. Yeah. Oh, God, he was it. the worst in that movie. We got Michael Pena, and we're going to give you a, a Michael Pena moment every time he's on screen. Back with it up, back it up, back it up, back yeah. it up, back yeah. it up. Yeah. Oh, fuck right. me in that movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I know, I agree, man. There's a little too much, like, weird... Humor. That movie gets worse every time you watch it. Ant Man. Yes. Yeah. Watch it for like the third time. It's like, oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> this I've seen this movie twice, and it, I, it was better on second viewing. I thought mm. it was absolutely fantastic. I'm excited for that. But yeah, I love all that mm. stuff we're talking about now. I, honestly, I think that's my favorite part of the yes, movie. Yes, mine is, too. Is right after she gets off of Paradise Island mm-hmm. and all the stuff in between before she finally goes to war yeah. was my favorite stuff. Like I think mm-hmm. they did the fish out of water storyline with wonder woman better than they did it with cap. Like, like they re- they kind of wasted their opportunity with it with cap. They yeah. kind of fast forwarded mm-hmm. past it and we mm-hmm. never got any of that fun stuff really. Right. Yeah. So. I, I can't, I, it, now I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, on that note, Hey, but, Let's take a quick break and we'll come back. I want to talk about uh, some of the villains and some of the other things in the film. We'll be right back. When war ravaged the earth, the gods created us. I will fight for those who cannot fight for themselves. Find out. Rated PG-13. Experience it in IMAX 3D. 
All right, we are back. You know, I want to kind of like dive into the. I think we need to talk about the villains, mm-hmm. and let's let's talk about. Let's start off with Doctor Poison. Yeah, she was creepy as fuck. Yeah, she was probably my favorite of the three villains. I yeah. guess. Uh huh. Yeah, she was definitely my favorite. I wanted more of her and to learn more about what was going on with her. Yeah, yeah. Me too, for sure. Yeah, I was very. I could not take my eyes off that face mask. Yeah. Right. Like every second they would give me of it to look at it and try to figure out where the corners of her mouth were going and what was her face and the mask. Yeah. I was just like mm-hmm. intensely studying it every time I could. One of my favorite scenes with Dr. Poison was the scene where uh, they are infiltrating the castle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Steve goes in there as, uh, you know, a spy. Mm-hmm. And he's doing spy shit. <laughs> that, no, this is like like Batman, world's greatest detective. <laughs> we haven't seen him be a detective, but we, we're we're fucking introduced to Steve Trevor in this first movie, yeah, and he's a spy. We saw Wonder Woman as more of a detective in his movie. We did, <laughs> right? yeah. We did. And the thing is, though, it's like in this, I love like the first scene of Steve Trevor. And I know we're going to be talking about Dr. Poison here, but we saw, we saw that first scene of Steve Trevor, you know, when he escapes, uh, um, you know, when he when he steals the book from Dr. Poison yeah. the first time when she's doing her experiments and we see them working with that that gas mm-hmm. and he escapes. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, what a great what a what a great action scene. You know, mm-hmm. he takes the book, runs, you know, yeah. slides underneath the plane, jumps in the plane, yeah. flies off, starts shooting at other planes, and yeah. then tosses that little bomb into that factory, blows the thing up. I thought that was an amazing, just an amazing, amazing act, action sequence yeah. there. Yeah, I, it got closer to an Indiana Jones mo- moment yes. than, than like right. Indiana Jones kind of clone wannabe movies do yeah and it was just a flashback kind of exposition aside exactly yeah so a very fun one at that too yeah Yeah. you're right and it was smart like it was actually like tactical too like yeah first thing you do is blow up their fucking plane so they can't chase you well he was like he was like basically like uh indiana jones and james bond fucked the shit out of each other and (laughs) that's you got steve trevor you know he's a spy and all this stuff man it was really cool they really set his character up well and did I or did I not call it in our episode that we recorded with Joe Stark? I said, Steve Trevor's going to die in this movie. Yep, yep mm. you did. I wow. called it. I mm. called it. Anyway, um, but uh, I love the the scene with him and Dr. Poison when he's basically trying to lure wh- her over to him mm-hmm. so that he can see what she's been working on. Yeah. And uh, then Gal Gadot walks in as you know, uh, Wonder Woman. Right. And he can't take his eyes off her. Yeah, you that's know. a great scene. I thought that man, it was it was just so well acted, and yeah. I was yeah. I, and she even, caught on instantly. Yes, yeah. and, and before before she said that, I was thinking to myself, "Oh, it's working." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it felt like yeah. his charm was actually working on her. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Because yeah. Ludendorff, I mean, we kind of saw those characters, her and Ludendorff, a little bit, mm-hmm. and it looked like they were kind of having fun together. Yes, especially in the scene when they throw the bomb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was kind of a very, like, I don't know, Keystone Capers right. kind of moment. <laughs> but on the flip side, something's definitely missing from her because before this, she was a very, uh, a very pretty woman. And, and now she's all Phantom of the Opera and shit. Right. And here we got this guy who kind of respects her mind and wants to get to know her and, and all this stuff. And, 
And I just thought it was really well played by him playing the spy. It was just nice that that part of him did not go away. Yeah. I like that Patty, like, uh, Alan Heinberg and Patty Jenkins continued to put this character into situations <laughs> where he was actually being that guy doing his job in this war. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they didn't cheapen it at all either because, like, some people could probably bitch, like, oh, like, he was just looking at her because of how she looked in the dress. And I'm sure that could have been part of it. Oh, but, sure. like, it, it was the whole, like, she's going off script. She's fucking up the yeah. plan. Yeah. Like, he was being professional he, the whole time. And he was like, oh, God, what's she going to do? <laughs> his acting job, you could see that part of it was like, oh, shit, what's she doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then also... Where did she get that dress? Right. She looks right. What is going on? Like, he had all of these things going over her face. But her being, you know, Dr. Poison, you know, being someone who people probably don't want to look at anymore at all. Yeah. Or even talk to because she's scary with this thing on her face. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she's just like, oh, another man kind of thing. You know, to her, that's what it was because she... But you could, like, I could tell anyway, like on his, like you could tell, like he had all of these thoughts run through his mind. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Just in the like few seconds you saw, like you could see like all of it go across his face and it was awesome. The scene where, uh, she gets the dress from the woman was hysterical. (laughs) Just standing next to her, sizing her up. It just, for, for a moment I was thinking like, Give me a, give me a boot, give me your boots, your jacket, and your motorcycle. You know, I was just like, oh, awesome. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I thought that was very cool. Um, I, man, uh, yeah, so I, I, Dr. Poison, probably a character that we wanted to see a little bit more of. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I, I'll go further in saying that, like in Wonder Woman 2, I really hope we get a fully fleshed out, like, female supervillain. Like, that was kind of the one thing I thought would have made this, yeah. just, like, to the next level. Like, I want to see, you know, woman versus woman. I kept looking through, like, uh, you know, like, all the, uh, when she was at the, at the Louvre and all that shit, when, when, when they showed, like, the antiques and stuff, I kept looking for, like, Easter eggs of, like, maybe a future villain. Mm-hmm. And I did not, I don't think I saw anything, you know? I'm like, all I saw was, like, shields and, like, human, like, skulls and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And that's okay. We, I mean, I, yeah. I'm glad that they decided not to try to shoe and shore any, shoehorn anything in. Sure. Like, we sure. didn't need it. I'm sure. not super lord in Wonder Woman, doesn't she have a cheetah? Yeah, it's a, is it? Is it um, it's a, yeah, it's cheetah. Cheetah. Yeah, okay. it's just cheetah. Yeah, yeah. So I, would that be the most notable female supervillain? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's definitely like her Joker, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what I would think. Yeah. So I hope that's what we get. Next. Yeah, that would be very cool to see a, a cheetah woman on screen. <laughs> and then maybe they, we can prove to Hollywood that we need a fucking Thundercats movie. Oh, that'd be bitch. No, I, don't, I don't want to help those lions. That's not my point. No, oh, yeah, no that'd be cool. <laughs> I'd watch it. They're not all lions. Yeah, enough Pan- of them. Pantero. No, it's Panthro. Panthro? The leader's a lion. Pantera so I'm, was so a, I'm out. Pantera, <laughs> Pantera was a heavy metal band. <laughs> I don't know why. Pantera? Yeah. Uh, my favorite character was White Snake. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's where Snarf. That's where Doctor Poison comes from. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, but yeah, I guess back to what we were talking about. Yeah, definitely more Doctor Poison. More Doctor Poison. It was cool to see the the female villain, and I wanted to know more. Yeah, and I didn't. The swerve with Ludendorff. The not not even the swerve. It just the just the gas. Just. It didn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Just giving him the strength gas. Yeah. The given, 
you know, if you didn't need to do that, you really didn't need to do that, in my opinion. Give yeah, him, I'm trying to think of one. There wasn't a single moment where it really did much for him other than have him look like a maniac. Yeah. Yeah. And he could have done the same stuff not looking like a maniac. Well, see, he landed a few blows, but, like, he was yeah. not able to keep up with her training. I guess they did kind of explain it, though, when they did show when Ares is talking about how he influenced people as he walked by Dr. Yeah. Poison, you know, in the shadows mm-hmm. as kind of like a, a like a Ares in the in a spirit world or something yeah, or like, like that. Like a muse or something. Yeah, exactly, like a muse. So he probably gave her the idea cuz I was thinking to myself like she she basically said like, "Oh, I haven't fixed uh, the problem with the bombs yet, but I right. did come up with this in a night." And I'm like, "What the mm-hmm. fuck?" And so I guess that explains it. I was kind of wondering right from the jump if she was doing that to basically eventually seize control herself in the first place. Like if she was basically getting him addicted to something Mm. that he would need her for later on in the future. Or that would have just future repercussions that would make him pretty much inert by the end of all this. Right. But none of that really played out. None of that played out, yeah. I don't know. Um, what did you guys think about, uh, I don't know. Ludendorff was okay. I think, I think the, the actor was great. I just don't think he was used in the best way all the time. Right. Yeah. He was probably my least favorite of the three villains. He was a little bit more hammy than I would have mm-hmm. wanted in a movie that wasn't super hammy other than kind of his character. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I wasn't a big fan of him. All right. What do you think about, uh, Ares himself? Like you guys said, like the weird armor and shit yeah. was kind of fucked up. But I, I didn't see it coming. I didn't know that that was who it was going to end up being. So it was a little bit of an oh shit moment for me. I thought it was – I honestly, his voice work during the boss battle uh-huh. impressed the fuck out of me. Yeah. The, yeah, the, I like that. The actual the – actual, um, the CG was bad. It yeah, really it was, was bad. Yeah. But I felt like his voiceover work and like what he was saying during that fight was really cool. Yeah. And a lot of people, uh, when he showed her the kind of like post-apocalyptic world and like what would happen to humanity, a lot of people were comparing that to like what Zod was showing Superman mm. in Man of Steel. Yeah, I could see that. And, uh, but, uh, I, I loved how she didn't even need time to think about it. Right. She just basically he told her like let's you know start over, you know, fuck humanity, fuck humans. Right. Let's start over. Yeah. And she's like, "No." She didn't sway. I don't inch. like yeah. the sound of that at all. Yeah. Yeah. She did have her like where it felt like she could have went either way like after Steve's plane blew up and she exploded, got herself out of the uh, She's I think she's thinking, "Why did I leave Themyscira to come help you? Now right. I can't yeah. go back." Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was disappointed to find out that it was right. people that did yeah. all this. And she did go a little nuts, like yeah. whooping ass on the Germans. And then when she's sitting there with the tank, mm-hmm. like she's about ready to smash Dr. Poison and he's talking to her. That that was really where I felt like the final battle, what it really was about was mm-hmm. like, are humans worthy and like her bat, her trying to figure out like whether or not they're worth defending because she was so disappointed to find out that it's not him that makes people bad. Yeah. That sometimes people just can be bad. And it crushed her because she had such high hopes in all of humanity. 
Yeah, I, I agree a lot with what all you guys are saying. I, I kind of feel the same way. Ares was kind of a mixed bag of a character for me mm-hmm. because it did work. Like the the actual on paper plot of it all was was good stuff. Like mm-hmm. Ares was mm-hmm. a very interesting villain. It's just all it's all you're distracted by the bad CG final yeah. battle in the right. end, and it's hard. Yeah, like the good plot points are there, but you're just kind of like, oh. I think I would have definitely liked the ending better if it had looked. At least his part looked better. Uh, you know, he did a good job with the voice acting and all, but st- I mean, that armor just looks like it's out of one of these video games that I don't even, you know, uh, these kind of video games that I don't play that are all kind of dark and sad. And you he know, looked like yeah. he came out of Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Like the yeah. people that fucking play that like, shit is gonna, those- are gonna know. That's a great point, Brooke. I mean, not only was it bad CG, but none of it was really earned. You know, you and- never. They show when he falls from, you know, Mount Olympus or wherever, and he's still got that goofy mustache. And that I snickered at. I couldn't help it. I was like, I don't know about the mustache, <laughs> but that that's didn't matter. You know, that was a part of it that would have, you know, really bothered me. It was more like I didn't like the his character design as actual Ares, you know. Agreed. Great character, a little bit of a flaw on the actual yeah. execution of design, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I agree. So. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I'm. Uh, I, Do you part- love the armor? You're going to buy the statue? No, the CG. <laughs> the C- he's, he's already got a full size outfit that he can wear that looks like that. <laughs> I what what I I don't think I don't know. It's it's. I think he had to be in something. He had to wear something. I just thought the CG looked bad. It wasn't that, it wasn't necessarily like the armor that upset me, the aesthetic or the, the character design of the armor, because we are talking about Ares, the god of war. And I mean, it does, he looks like. He, it, the armor was boring though. Like it wasn't fitting of Ares, the god of war. Like it should have just I been, just had a problem with the CG. I don't know if it was. I think both were in hand here. I, I think the not so great costume design was enhanced by not so great CG. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, for me, it was the big problem was the CG. I, it wasn't necessarily the design. I mean, it, it looked like he was ready for war. Well, I mean, <laughs> that armor. And that's why I kind of bring up like the sideshow collectibles of it all. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't see anyone like clamoring for that toy. You know? Oh, no, 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 no. So, and I think that could have been something that could have been something, you know, that you could have had where it could have been a lot more striking. Yeah. It's yeah, something that. that you remember a lot more. Sure. So, eh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of the, some of the things that I, I want to talk about, uh, definitely want to talk about like some of the crew that went along with them. I loved, um, I loved the character, uh, that, uh, what was his name? Was it Charlie? Oh yeah. All those guys were great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love Charlie kind of dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, waking up from the nightmares and, and things like that. And I loved how, you know, she wanted to comfort him in that time, and he pushed mm-hmm. her away. Yeah. But like later, 
after and what another thing that I love about this movie is like when they're fighting and and they go into that village and they invade they all kind of like it's not just about Diana going in there and kicking ass they they're still working as a team they're all mm-hmm. doing their part like these men are following her she's a leader she was mm-hmm. inspiring them she was inspiring them she rallied the troops you know and uh, she inspired them so everyone's fighting harder and then they know they know her strengths now and so they 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 prop up that metal and she jumps off and destroys the tower. Oh, I love that part. Just like her mom did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, it was so cool. I, I, I loved it. And, uh, then she stands over and looks at, uh, at all the people and, uh, that, that you can tell how grateful they are that, 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 that she did this and what a hero she was. And I just thought that it, you know, even though Charlie didn't take a shot, there, I thought that 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 was cool of them to show that happening here. Yeah. I, I'm bad, I'm so bad with the names. Char, Charlie was the one that was the sniper and eventually yes. sings, and he hadn't sung for years. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what that his name was Charlie. Yeah, yeah okay. and uh, he was the one. But I loved that. Yeah, she, he was great because it felt like a movie for me. When you take a journey with a character, it's about characters connecting too. Mm-hmm. And I felt like these characters fought together. And so they got that much closer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and it even took it to like another level with Charlie and even Samir dropped that fucking bullshit. Like I'm a playboy actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He told her he wanted to be an actor, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah. And I mean, this is, this guy's, he's a spy too. He's a top spy. And, uh, he, he dropped that act. He, he wasn't trying to throw game at her and flirt yeah. with her anymore. He was just being a real guy and talking to her and says, yeah. My dream is to be an actor. It's not to be in this war, but you know what? I'm the wrong color. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, wow. These we're getting to know these characters mm-hmm. and we're getting to know them on a deep level so that when like everything was over and they fought together, even like even when Diana and and Chris and uh, Steve Trevor are like dancing, you know, that scene didn't end with like a kiss. It mm-hmm. you know, it just it it ended. Yeah. And then, you know, I just I loved it. I just thought it was great. Yeah. One of the big things that really hits with me with this movie is that you never get the feeling that she feels like she's better than everyone else. She never lords how strong or all of her abilities yeah. is over anybody. Mm-hmm. Like she connects with them like she's just one of them. Right. And and that that's amazing because like in too many of these films like with Batman v Superman especially, you get the idea that normal human beings are ants. To these gods, yes. and mm-hmm. you didn't—you did not get that right. out of this. Like it didn't make you feel insignificant watching it. Yeah, Batman v Superman. Let's talk about this, Jake. Uh, one of our big problems with that movie is Superman will do anything to protect Lois Lane, but it wasn't about anybody else in any mm-hmm. of the scenes. It wasn't about the rest of humanity. Right. And um, oh yeah, that's not that, who Superman is. That so drives that's me what nuts. Was really annoying. Right. Except yeah. for the time that he left because there was the fire in Mexico or whatever. That's like the only time it seemed like he even cared about anybody else besides Lois in that movie. Well, they just showed him. They showed him in that movie doing these heroic things with zero right. payoff. We, they show him mm-hmm. pulling an ocean liner. And you're just mm-hmm. like, you're just like, oh, he just looks like he's doing it 
because he can. Yeah, he's going right. through the motions. Yeah, they don't yeah. they don't do the build up like they do here where you they don't show a fuck. her sh- her throwing the shield up. Right. And the machine gun bullets flying off mm-hmm. yeah. and the other guys charging the rally cry yes. and running yes. through the mud yeah. and, and fighting alongside her. And the reasoning behind why they're doing it is a big part of why it works here. Because it the woman and her children there. are starving. Yeah, exactly. Right. People are dying. Mm-hmm. You know? That's crazy. Can, can I, yeah, um, and it was like her 30 wa- seconds of build up. It was, it's yeah. not anything that they would have had to put in one of those other movies. Well, her walking the bridge, her walking you the know, bridge was one, her walking the bridge was one of the most powerful scenes in the movie. Right. Oh, yeah. agreed, agreed. Like, and it's not anything. Like, but it's everything, if that makes any sense, because it doesn't take that much time to convey that right. kind of emotion in your main character. You just have to show it and it you can do it in 30 seconds or a minute or whatever and see the look that they have on their face or hear what they have to say about it and then you're convinced that that's what they're doing it for not because they're going through the motions or agreed oh look at what i can do everything doesn't have to be boring drawn out exposition right um can i rewind back to talking about um all of wonder woman's like compadres yeah that was really one of my favorite parts of the movie Mm -hmm. and i really loved how the movie kept its initial promise basically of giving you meaning to that portrait like it's kind of the Mm -hmm. bookends of the movie yeah and it gives it to you and a lot of movies do that kind of shit and it's the thing that pisses me off the most because it either gives something away or it just kind of spoils the impact of something. But this movie really turned that on its heels. And by the next time you see that picture again at the end of the movie, yeah. I mean, I was overcome with emotion just seeing that picture like aged back with all right. these characters yeah. standing next to yeah. each other. And I honestly thought this movie did a better job with those kind of characters than Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, and the Howling Commandos. Yeah, the, I mean, the Howling Commandos, if you're not a Marvel guru fanboy, I feel like they were just kind of there. Yeah, well, right. like even like uh, the the Warriors 3. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. In, in the Thor films, you know, and you, don't, you don't feel like you really connect to them. And I mean, this movie, you really do connect to these characters. I, I felt like at the end of the movie, like I had grown a lot closer to... To Samir. Oh yeah, I love oh, yeah. Samir. I love Samir, and I love Charlie. Um, even even uh, you know the chief, you know, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. stealing like the Rolls Royce or whatever <laughs> yeah. from, from from the field. I was just like, I love this guy. Like, I just there's just a the whole field of them over there. <laughs> I know. I just I thought that was I thought that was fantastic. And and then uh, uh, listening to Chris Pine as he's being the spy and acting like the uh, the German and doing his best, Christoph. Waltz impersonation. I was like, oh, this is great. But they did a great job also like relating this stuff to her. Yeah. To where when later in the movie she has her moment of crisis, she could think back to mm-hmm. these guys and like their flaws and how they, they've overcome things and come together. Like the one guy mentioned, he was the wrong color when he was yeah. an actor. And when they were talking about the, uh, the uh, Native American fella about who took his hand, his people. Right. But here they are working together. So great. she knows a, that the humanity can be good. That was really good. Can you give me one second? My, yeah. My phone is exploding. I just want to make sure there's sure. no emergency. All right. Yeah, we're back. We're good. Um, I, I, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, like at the beginning of the movie, is like her mother, Hippolyta, always saying that she was not fierce enough. Mm. You know? Hippolyta, didn't, she didn't want to see this little girl. 
Even though she knows she's the god killer. Right. It's the only Mm -hmm. child on the entire island. Mm -hmm. You don't Mm want to, like... Get rid of that. She was well, born think, to be a weapon, and she didn't want to see her yeah. become that. Well, when you when you think of fierce, and you think of somebody being a god killer, or a weapon, you think of somebody that is just trained to fight, like in Game of Thrones, like uh, the mountain. What, not the mountain, but like uh, those those warriors that Daenerys has under her. Oh, the Unsullied. The Unsullied. You just think like these guys are just mindless warriors. And like that ferocity, that's where it comes from is just like, you know, being trained over and over again <laughs> mm-hmm. until there's nothing left of that child that she fell in love with. This movie proved that that ferocity came, that fierceness came from the, from her love. Yeah. From yeah. the love. That I, and, and that's what I thought was just so perfect about that third act. That, that's why the third act did work for me. Uh, mm-hmm. CG, uh, all that aside, mm-hmm. was the fact that when Steve Trevor, when he sacrifices himself, and my God was that powerful, and, and they don't just show that look on his face, you don't, for, for just a moment, like the camera just zooms in and you get a look of his face and then, Next thing you know, you're looking at Diana, and then kabloom, kablooey, it blows up. Yeah. But that's what sets her off, is the love that she had. That's what turns her into the fierce warrior, is love. I was just like, Mm. that, and then she just busts free and just starts, you know, kicking ass. I was like, this is amazing. Oh, yeah, that part Mm -hmm. worked. It definitely, the third act is not bad. It's still good. No, I'm just yeah, telling you yeah. what worked for me in oh, the third yeah. act. I'm not accusing anybody. No, anything. you're right. I completely agree with you. Yeah, it, the Steve Rogers stuff was great. That Wonder Woman <laughs> final, Steve like, Trevor, uh, Steve Trevor, Steve Rogers. Oh, <laughs> too much. Oddly Steve. enough, one of the carpenters on the set's name was Steve Rogers. Oh wow! Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, geez, that's bizarre. I love the range yeah. the range of emotions you saw on Chris Pine's face yeah. right before mm-hmm. he pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have really done something stupid with that, like have him have like a catchphrase or some shit before he did it. Yeah, but no, like you could see like the fear and then the resolve. It was just it was just amazing without a fucking word spoken. Yeah, it was I mean, so good. What's so cool is like uh, Diana is different from even the Amazons because the Amazons, like, their duty was to protect man, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, that was just their duty. And they hadn't even been doing that. Right. They checked out. You know? I mean, they hadn't even been doing that. And uh, they, they, you know, they didn't have any reason to. They had to hide. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They had to go into hiding. But um, I, uh, oh, man, I lost my train of thought. Since you lost your train of thought, I'll say this. So, you know, you were saying particularly how she – you know, had you went ahead and did all of this because of love, and mm-hmm. that can come across as really cheesy. Because, no, not in this but case. It didn't. No, but you know, yeah. this it didn't. This it worked. Yeah, and that's what's so hard is because you will see a movie and it'll be like, oh, love fixed everything. And yeah, that it, movie's called it, The Fifth Element. Yeah, <laughs> and it sucks. Like, yeah, and. This, it, you know, it just showed that it fueled her passion and her, you know, her drive to mm-hmm. still help people. One of the things that I kind of got sick of hearing, I, I heard it just a little bit, is like, oh, Wonder Woman. I don't want there to be a love story in Wonder Woman. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, the character, that's the character. Her and Steve yeah. Trevor fall in love. You can be an empowered woman and still yeah. love a man. Yes. Okay. 
You yeah. can. I think because I, love is a choice. Yeah. Okay. You I, choose who you love. You know. I so. think I was in the camp of saying that I didn't want to see it, mostly because I didn't think that they could do it right and make it not suck. But this was awesome. This was great. Yeah. It was storytelling done right. She's a classic I, superhero. Yeah. And that's that. You, you can't not do a love I story. Saw, I saw somewhere where they were where someone was. Oh well, it's not the feminist movie it thinks it is because they were together just like hours, and then all of a sudden they're in love with each other. I'm like, I'm sorry. Sometimes that does happen to people that you're around. You know, like yeah. they were around each other for a for days and day, like in and out every day. And sometimes you can fall in love with someone that quickly. And if that's their big bitch about a film, I got news for them. Don't go to the fucking movies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, that happens in movies all the time. They had a lot of dynamic moments together before they fell in love. Yeah. I mean, really, that's, if you think about it. That's what I think. And yeah, they had, a, they, they went through so much stuff together before that, before, you know, the whole, the door closes and they obviously have sex, you know. Yeah. Uh, and before him telling him, he, he, telling her he loved her as he's like going to sacrifice himself, like they had been through so much shit up until that point. It's it's just an accelerated, you know. It's not like now if you're sort of dating someone, you might see him two or three times a week. It's every day in and out, and all of these like trials and tribulations. Even if it was like. Two weeks max. And they both learned so much about who each other was mm-hmm. yeah. as far as their their morals that each other had. And you saw that yeah. as an audience. So it was very exactly. believable. And it wasn't at the beginning like he had this obvious attraction to her. When they're in the boat and they first leave, it's incredibly awkward when – they're going to sleep. He doesn't want to sleep next to her. That's because he is attracted to well, her. Well, I yeah. mean, he, but he wasn't like hitting on her or anything right away. Like he wasn't making it very obvious or being like, no, he said he's a, he was trying to be a gentleman. gentleman. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. she's, she being, her being an Amazon, she's doesn't think like we do, especially right. back then, you know, he's, yeah, why He's, are we colder? Why aren't you closer to me so we're both warmer? Right, right exactly. Yeah. And I, 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 oh man, and reading that, what is it, the 12 books of, uh, Cleo oh, that, that or whatever? Funny. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Did you bring those with you? Uh, you wouldn't like them. The final conclusion. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> she just blurts it out. Yeah. Spoilers for the, for the books of Theo. <laughs> She doesn't lie about things and she doesn't sugarcoat things or anything. She's very true to who she is and to everything. And, and it's believable that she, that I, I just, she just did an amazing job. She has no (laughs) doubts. Like where you see Superman with his furrowed brow trying to decide what I'm going to do, going to do. It's just, there's no doubts in her at all. What'd you guys think of the lasso? I thought it was great. The last one, yeah. Truth. We haven't yeah. really talked much about it. And it burns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How it was twisting on him. He's like, ooh, and he's trying not to break because he's a spy. He's trained not to do that. Right. That's cool. No, I like how it just wasn't used like a couple times. I mean, it, mm-hmm. yeah, it brought it a lot. You saw it a lot. And I loved how like when she would fight with it, it would glow. Yeah. yeah. It was so cool. I loved it when she would like grab somebody with it. Pull them close to her and then kick them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then send them off flying. I thought that God. was amazing. Oh, the fight scenes were so amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they were cool. Like, I, you know, cause sometimes it's like they do all slow motion and fight scenes and sometimes they don't do any. And there might, if they had done a little more slow motion, it probably would have gotten on my nerves. But, uh, 
I think they did it mostly at good times, like jumping off a horse and like flipping around in the air, like that kind of stuff was really cool to sort of see all the like choreography of. They it. did a they did a really smart move with the slow motion where they never did full scenes in it, and they always like. Yes. Let it go, yeah. so you saw the last moment of impact of stuff mm-hmm. in that full yes. motion, and that really made the slow motion seem even more impressive. And there was yes. a lot of stuff that, like, I hate the shaky cam action shit that you get sometimes. Where oh, you can't yeah. really tell what the fuck's going on. Yeah, and like, I always felt like when they did it, there was a reason. Like, there was that one where she slid on the shield mm-hmm. using a different utility of that, uh, and well, then I, I go typically kick somebody. I typically like that in a World War movie. Anyway, when they're using like old weapons and stuff. Well, the shaky cam and stuff like that because it makes you feel like you're living in that war. The shaky oh. cam's cool, but I don't like it when it's the fast cut, bad edit right. action. Yeah, like where you can't tell who's throwing what punch. Like the Michael right. fucking Bay Transformers movies. Oh, it's sure. like the Joel yeah. Schumacher Batman movies where yeah. it's just mm-hmm. elbows hitting each other. Yeah, this yeah. this worked really good. Like she, it wasn't just like, oh, how's she gonna use that? Okay, she's gonna use shield like a shield. It was really innovative use mm-hmm. of her whole mm-hmm. kit. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah, I I like that she used all of her all of her weapons in various ways. Like you said, you know, good use of it because it wasn't that she just used this that they just used the rope like once. You know, the lasso is a big part of Wonder Woman and, you know, you didn't want to just see it where they had him on Themyscira all tied up and then maybe once later, like, she actually used it a lot just as much as her shield or her sword. And Yeah. I love her wristbands too and I like how the movie yes. the movie never, like, verbally explained the wristbands. It only visually explained them yeah. and it, it did it perfectly. Yes. Yeah. Like, you knew how that shit worked by the end of the movie mm-hmm. and it really gave it a lot more impact that we didn't have to, like, spell any of that kind of stuff out. I hate when movies I, have to slow down for that crap. I like how in the beginning where she where she touched them together and there was like the explosion and then she's just like looking at her hands like, oh my God, what <laughs> what did I do? You know, like she had no idea what happened. So that was kind of a cool thing because she did not, you know, she kept was kept being told that she was more powerful than she was and yeah. she never really believed it, I don't think, until then. And then she didn't know what to do with it at first. But Yeah, this shit was great. Yeah. DC made a great movie. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, seen it twice. Can't wait to watch it again. I'm definitely going to go see it again before it leaves the theaters. I'll see it one more time. Oh, yeah, um, I definitely want to make sure I get the whole thing in. I uh, Let's see here. It is Wonder Woman. Uh, this is from Box Office Mojo. Wonder Woman set to lead post-Memorial Day weekend charge. Uh, Saturday AM update, Wonder Woman is looking strong out of the gate, delivering an estimated $38.85 million on Friday, which includes $11 million from Thursday previews. This is nearly identical to the performance of the first Guardians of the Galaxy, which brought in $11.2 million from previews, delivered $37.8 million on Friday, and ultimately opened with 94.3 million, suggesting a 95 to 100 million opening is in the offing. Uh, Wonder Woman received an A cinema score from opening day audiences, which was 52% female versus 48% male. Uh, overseas Wonder Woman is now up to 47.1 million, bringing the total worldwide, uh, box office to 85.95 million. I was a little kind of like I'm a little disappointed confused. By yeah, I'm a, a little disappointed. I was also confused by my audience. Uh, I went to see it opening night 
uh, at the IMAX theater. This is the same IMAX theater I go to every time I watch um, like a big DC or Marvel film that comes out. And uh, every other movie that I've gone to has been packed, sold out. Suicide Squad, sold out. Guardians of the Galaxy, sold out. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, sold out. Civil War, sold out. Winter Soldier, sold out. All these movies sold out. Third of my audience. Like, uh, it was only a third pe- uh, full. Yeah. Wow. Me and Michelle had the same experience, actually. We went to the 7 mm-hmm. p.m. Friday IMAX. Everybody clapped, though, at the end. Yeah, I clapped. Everybody yeah. clapped in my theater. It yeah, was we nice. didn't get that in mine, but... I think- Some of the people in my theater clapped, and um, I don't know how many seats were open, but I know when I bought us tickets on Tuesday, there were the two seats that we got... Uh, and then there was probably maybe four more seats open. And on Friday, there were only going to be like two seats way in the back. So I didn't get those. So we didn't go on Friday because the, the showing we would have gone to probably was sold out. But yeah, we ended up going on Thursday because there was, you know, six seats available on Tuesday to get. Uh, and people clapped. But I clapped by myself, guys. Oh, good it was, job. It was just me at the 7 p.m. Friday showing. Nice. Yeah. Oh, really? This yeah. is huge because Jake is the biggest DC downer of all of us. The second that <laughs> credit went up, I clapped hey. and I, I looked around and it was just me. He's not a DC downer when it comes to the cartoons. The animated versions are good. Yeah. Most of the time. Just not the killing joke. Yeah. See, that's the thing. That's what yeah. I don't get. That's what I don't get about uh, people that uh, get on us about being DC haters. Uh, I mean, we love the DC animated films. Uh, I love pretty much everything DC's doing as far as the CW universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I rave about that stuff. Mm-hmm. I loved the Flash season finale. I loved uh, Supergirl and uh, you know, Legends of Tomorrow. I'm a fan. Yeah. So, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't get it's just because the movie they don't like the movies. They, they don't like bad movies. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I think I'm pretty sure within my first episode on this podcast, I I say I hate Zack Snyder. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. It's not DC that I hate here. Right. <laughs> and even Zack Snyder, I, I think, paired upright, could do some amazing fucking shit that I would like, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's the future of Wonder Woman? Uh, this is a snippet from an article in THR featuring Patty Jenkins. Uh, it says, and if all goes according to plan, Jenkins is more than ready to return to the character for a contemporary set Wonder Woman sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and Ga- uh, Gal Gadot are contractually committed to a second film. Cool. So, uh, I want to know your thoughts. I, for one, kind of leaving this movie was kind of wanting another period piece. I, yeah. I was kind of wanting another period. I, I, I thought the same. I yeah. was like, you can, mm-hmm. it, it was actually one of my first thoughts that you yeah. can only, ah, oh, fuck, you can only do that once. Right. That they've already, they capped yeah. it. Yeah, they, that, that, that's what they've done by this announcement. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can't go back now, right? Yeah, right. yeah. And too many flashbacks is, yeah. is too much. They've kind of, yeah, it's too bad. Patty Jenkins gave us a great, she gave us a, she gave us a great comic book movie. She gave us a great war movie. Yeah. Yeah. She mm-hmm. gave us a great romance movie. I mean, how do you how do you juggle all these different things <laughs> and come out with such a fucking wonderful movie? It's a big question for me if a contemporary Wonder Woman movie can have the same charm that this movie had because it's in some ways it's kind of a different character. 
You know, right. it's it's not the fish out of water character anymore. It's right. not. Oh yeah, she's done learning up by now. Everything for the first time. Yeah, yeah and we're not it, dealing with Cap. Is that character going to be just as fun for two and a half hours? Like I don't know. Hey, you know, she was uh, my favorite part in Batman v Superman. Yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. true. And so, you know, um, loved her in that movie. Another thing I wanted to point out in this movie is they didn't overuse that. <laughs> Yeah, they did all. No, they earned it too. It was like yeah. twice. It was like yeah. two big moments. Well, yeah, there was like two big moments. I, I'll be honest with you. Like every time she would get ready to fight, I kept hearing it in my head. Yeah, I know. Me too. And I was like, play it, <laughs> <laughs> fucking play it. That anticipation, the payoff. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, the score was overall really good. I thought the score was fantastic. I really enjoyed the score. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like uh, when she dove in to save Steve Rogers and shit, the music was. You said Steve Rogers too. Steve Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Steve Trevor. It's when, a Chris playing a Steve, yeah. too, which makes it even more ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But when she dove into the water, like the music was just amazing. Yeah, I just, I movie. loved it. I thought it was so good. Yeah, I was itching to hear like her theme music <laughs> during the whole, like, so it was so exciting when I finally heard it. And it was, I was, you know, because after seeing, like, Suicide Squad where they kept playing, like, contemporary music, Mm -hmm. like, every 30 seconds in the beginning, and just I hated the way the music was done in that movie. Like, it was... Yeah. It was perfectly done in this movie. Wonder Woman's just like some of these wrestlers. You just want to hear their theme music, and that's all you want from them. (laughs) And it was... (laughs) No... No, because that's not all I want from this movie. <laughs> yeah, wrestling jabroni making a joke. <laughs> Our wrestling fans are dying in laughter. Sure. She's got that entrance music everyone wants. Yeah, yeah, keeping it real, Jake. Keeping it real, jabroni, Jake. Um, let me see here. Uh, if if you could have the next movie, if it wasn't contemporary set, where where would where would you want it? And what what time period? I'd like to just move on to World War Two. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> it took me like a second to go. Oh, yeah. I don't want another yeah. war movie. Oh, fuck off! No. It was amazing. No, I want to. I want to see her punch Hitler in the face. Yeah. I want to yeah. see her side by side oh, with Cap. God, yes. <laughs> you could do Korea too. I just wouldn't want to see Vietnam because then they'd be obligated to. I just feel like that's like overdone. Yeah. I can hear the soundtrack in my head now. I know you guys are all <laughs> oh, no, cue, no. cue the credence. Yeah. I had Some enough of that stones. with uh, Kong. <laughs> all right, we're gonna. I got a Wonder Woman email that I'm gonna read here. It's from Tis- our listener Tasuj. Uh, hey, leftovers! I just saw Wonder Woman. This is a long email. I'm gonna warn you guys. Right. Just saw Wonder Woman uh, and wanted to share a few thoughts. I can't help but think about how people message you guys constantly about being DC haters for not liking the previous DCEU movies. It seems like an overly simplistic and juvenile thought to have. Why would someone actively root for a bad product? I find that notion so annoying because I feel as though my relationship with DC is too complex for the average non-comic reader to comprehend. I'm 27. I grew up with the DC animated universe from when I was watching Superman the Animated Series as a kid to when I was watching Justice League Unlimited in high school. I feel as though I grew up with some of the best adaptations of DC Comics. Mm -hmm. I started reading comics in 2005 around Infinite Crisis and for the most part loved the things uh, DC was doing. 
Uh, I was a DC guy, even though I did follow a few Marvel books at the time. Then the New 52 happened, and the universe I had been following for six years ceased to exist. I tried to read some DC books after, but I couldn't bring myself to read a DCU that was so heavily retconned from the one I had known. I don't like much DC has done since 2011. I had low expectations for this Wonder Woman movie. I thought that much like Henry Cavill as Superman, Gal Gadot looked like Wonder Woman, but didn't have the acting prowess to portray the character in a memorable fashion. And then the good early reviews came in and gave me some hope. In the end, I think the movie was serviceable. Much better than the movies in the DCEU so far, but so much of it seemed to be generic. I do, however, think that although Gal Gadot was a bit stiff in scenes, that she as Wonder Woman showcased more of who Wonder Woman is, a warrior who believes in always helping someone even if they may not deserve it. See the original Greg Rucka run as an example. Then Cavill has as Superman. I did like the twist that Ares wasn't who the audience was led to believe it was and that Wonder Woman learned a lesson and therefore grew as a byproduct of the events of the movie. But then on the other hand, I felt that so many of the moments I was supposed to feel some emotion for fell flat as when Hippolyta tells Diana that she can't return to Paradise Island. Uh, there was more, there was more impact of that in the animated Justice League series from over a decade ago. Or when Robin Wright's character sacrifices herself for Diana. The thing that bothers me the most in this movie won't be a problem for most people, and it does actually make me wonder if I don't just want a good product, but a product that harkens back to my version of the DC Universe. I can't stand the new 52 Wonder Woman origin, where she is the daughter of Zeus. I loathe it. Why change a classic origin? What does it say that Wonder Woman is now only special because of who her father is? Not to mention that it was the origin of the second Wonder Girl, uh, a character who was robbed of her origin in order to give it to Wonder Woman in the New 52. I hate that they use this in the movie, especially when the origin seems to be reverting to the original origin with DC Rebirth fixing a lot of what the New 52 changed. Making her a demigod wasn't even used well. All of a sudden, at the end of the movie, she develops all these other powers, like her force field that I guarantee will not be used in these movies ever again because they make her overpowered. There's a reason why most superheroes have clearly defined powers, so we know their limitations and they can't just develop new powers out of the blue to accommodate the situation. Why will she ever need her bracelets again if she can't just deflect everything with a, with a force field? Uh, I'm not sure if uh, you guys will agree with that. I know I'm coming at that from with a very narrow point of view that stems from when I was first reading comics and how I feel that I was burned by DC when they retconned their entire universe. I almost wonder if my baggage is preventing me from seeing what everyone else is raving about. It is. I want a good Wonder Woman movie. It's a character that I have enjoyed in comics and in animation, but I just feel as though I'm missing what the early reviews saw. Sorry for the essay. I try not to make uh, try not try not to make it a habit out of it, but there was so much of this movie that I felt I could talk about. Keep up the great work, to Suge. Yeah. I, wow, what a downer email. Yeah, yeah, I mean it. It all comes back to. You know, com you know, I mean the Marvel movies are the same way. They change a lot of things. Yeah, this is the kind of fan that honestly drives me crazy. Like you, you just kind 
you it's a different medium. Yeah. Like you can't translate a comic book into a movie right. page for page. I know, well, you did it with Sin City, you know, yeah. whatever. You know, they've done experiments. They've done stuff here and there. But with a legacy character like a Spider-Man, a Superman, a Wonder Woman, a mm-hmm. Batman, you can't do that. You can't take the greatest storyline ever and just adapt it page for page and just expect audiences to know the 300 previous issues of fucking backlog they need right. to know. Yeah. Like, it's a completely different medium. Mm-hmm. And it drives me crazy, like, when people get upset about, like, the interpretation of that kind of thing. Yeah, like, what about the representation of the character here as far as, like, uh, her being a hero and somebody that, uh, uh, you know, we can look up to? Right. You know? Yeah. As an inspirational figure. Exactly. And I think that that was well portrayed, and I think all the characters... And all the relationships were portrayed really well on the screen. And the character development was fantastic. I loved it. I mean, her going from, like, being in this isolated world to being shown, you know, what Ares is doing and uh, men, men fighting with one another and, and, and the choice that she made. I think that's a lot more uh, – you should focus on that a lot more than focusing on, like, is she too overpowered because of her right. bands? I and, mean – I never felt like the, any of her shit was overused or like she all of a sudden had this shit. She just didn't go out of her way to fucking flaunt what she could do. She only mm-hmm. did what she needed to when she needed to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a good story makes up for all that kind of stuff. Like that, that's the whole other subject that I, you brought up. You're right. I think it's we focus on that other shit when it's a bad story to begin with. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, I can let some of this other stuff slide, you know. You know, and I, the 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 origin with uh, Zeus and Ares, you know, whatever. I'm 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 glad that they didn't take the clay out of it mm-hmm. because they could have because they did that in the New Fifty Two. Yeah, I that agree. was totally taken out. She was just the daughter of Hippolyta and Zeus. Right. And people make change. How long has Wonder Woman existed? Is it since the thirties? Am I wrong about that? How- but so I think she just celebrated like seventy five years. Like, yeah, yeah I, I I get what a writer wants to do. No fucking writer wants to write the same character that 50 other guys wrote right. 70 years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what's the fun in that? What You're not going to get a good writer to write the same story. Like, you know? What if we would have got, like, uh, the original Batman origin? Yeah, it's ridiculous. The original Batman origin, he's, like, drawing, like, what his costume's going to look like. And oh, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's trying to figure out, like, who he, what he's going to be. And a bat flies in his room. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'll be the Batman. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. Oh, that, yeah, let's let's go back and give him that Golden Age origin. And yeah. to go on the flip, too, like, Marvel has had to edit how it's done its things for the MCU. It's because they don't have access to all their characters. I think edit is a terrible word, though. And that's, it's that mentality that's the problem. It's not an edit. It's a reimagining. It's well, a completely yeah, new product. It's, it's not a remake of this or a remake of that. It's, it's, and it's a way to present it to audiences in a movie theater. Yeah. Yeah, that makes because sense. Because, you know, that's why these video game adaptations are having problems. Uh-huh. It's because sometimes you're letting, like, you know... Uh, Either the studio doesn't know the game enough, or the game stu- like the video game uh, uh, developer, has too too much too much to do in it, and they don't know how to make. They don't. They make video games. They don't, they don't make movies. Yeah, well. they make an eighty-hour story and right. not a, a two-hour one. And there's just different ways yeah. to unload the drama and the pacing right. and everything's right. yeah. just so completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like with these comic book movies, I mean, it's it's a complete 
whole new thing, mm-hmm. you know? So even more so with comic book movies and like Harry Potter, it's the same thing with Harry Potter fans that right. freak out over the movies oh, for yeah. whatever changes they have to make. Well, I mean, those books are so long. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, I mean, you got to the point where you had to leave out, you know, uh, what's his name? Sir Headless Nick. And like, even. Or not Headless Nick. It's, um, nearly, nearly Headless Peeves Nick. Peeves is the one they leave Peeves, out. Right, yeah. correct. No, I'm, I'm talking about Nearly Headless Nick didn't show up in the other movies. Oh, like, yeah, he correct. showed up in like oh, the yeah. first two, and then like in the rest of them, he didn't show up. Dobby's anymore. the same way. Dobby's in movie two, yeah, uh-huh. and then when it's whatever time it's for him to die, he's like, oh, I'm back. Yeah. And the books themselves kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and, uh, that was one of the first film series that started the trend of like the multiple, uh, like you had part one and part two mm-hmm. of the finale because it was so much story to cram in that actually needed. No, it, it was Warner Brothers no, wanting to make more yeah, money. It was that was Warner it Brothers was. wanting to make more money. Everybody dude. and their brother jumped on the bandwagon for that because because uh, it worked that because, first time because book five Order of the Phoenix yeah yeah eight hundred some pages longest book longest shortest book. movie exactly wow. yep. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's because so much of that book is cerebral. Right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Um, Sorry to get into that. But yeah. I, that just drives me crazy. It's 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 the same topic. It's that kind of mentality yeah. where you just won't even allow yourself to enjoy this other thing because it's not that sacred thing. Right. It's like you got to kind of get over that. These are legacy characters that every new writer that gets a chance to, to do with is yeah. going to want to put their stamp on it. No one wants to just, you know, do a paint by numbers job and have no involvement with the doing this character, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Especially with like a Wonder Woman or a Superman. Like for as much as I hate Zack Snyder's Superman, like I get it. Like he, it's Superman. He wants to try something different. Yeah. It's just this time it, it didn't really work so hot. See, I thought like, uh, you know, he gave us the reimagining in, in the Man of Steel. And that's the movie that I wanted at that time. But like, now I felt like Superman should know his identity and who he is, and and yeah. uh, you know, and we we didn't definitely get by that. the time that he's fighting Batman, he should. We, yeah, yeah, we didn't get that, and it was it was unfortunate. Um, well, okay, guys, uh, I'm going to ask everybody here. Uh, so we're getting Justice League in November. Yeah. So, are you excited for Justice League? Are you or are you? you I, I'm curious, Brooke. Are you excited for I, Justice League? I'm excited to see more Wonder Woman. I'm with you on that. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't know about the rest because I wasn't that. Ex- there were parts I liked about Batman v Superman, but it. It. I, I don't know if those parts of the other pe- other characters besides Wonder Woman are making me excited enough to see the whole movie. Yeah, I still think Justice League is going to be hot garbage, even after watching this movie. I can't see it hitting anywhere near as well as this no. did because this this exists on its own in an awesome way mm-hmm. which that can't it's too tight in yeah yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know it's, uh, it's I'm 50-50 I can't wait I can't wait to see Justice League trailer number two like the next big one mm-hmm. like it's I know DC they're gonna give it all they're gonna show it you all need to more us white stripe songs um, <laughs> no I'm, I'm good on that like I don't I didn't think that they needed those. That made me think, again, of Suicide Squad, just relying too much on that stuff. Man, Suicide Squad, I swear, in the first ten minutes of that movie, it's like two albums worth of songs. Yeah, it's like someone just like flicking through radio stations or hitting next on Pandora or something. It was <laughs> terrible. 
I did get a Justice League trailer before I watched this in 2D. And, like, as good as this was, like, you think back to the trailer that I watched and you got fucking Aquaman being like, a, yeah, let's go. Yeah. That just fucking turns my stomach now. Like, after having watched this as much as I love this, like, yeah. that looks like shit. <laughs> oh, we're going to get a whole Aquaman movie, oh, man. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not going to be good. I want good stuff. I need more of this, please. Yep, I can't wait till Wonder, for Wonder Woman 2. Yeah, I yeah, cannot yeah. wait for yeah. Wonder Woman 2. And I hope that they, I hope that Patty Jenkins now has established herself as a director that can be kind of like a, like a James Gunn to where she can give us the story that she wants yeah. to and not have to worry about cramming in a, a cameo appearance of the Flash, you know, or, uh, mm-hmm. or a Batman cameo. Just, uh, it'd be nice to just have a, a Wonder Woman movie where she's fighting, uh, Cheetah and, uh, that's that's the movie we get. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. She doesn't have to fit into the Snyder verse at all. Yeah, I, I like that she called the shot too. She said before the release that there's not going to be a director's cut that comes out. That this is the film that she wanted. Yeah, and I yeah. I'm, I was really pleased, especially now having seen the movie, for her to have had the confidence to say that because we that's been plaguing them, you know, recently. Where oh well, we we had to drop this, we had to drop that, and bullshit. And for as much as I like to shit on Snyder, uh, I will give credit where credit is due. I mean, it was him that got Gal in this position. I mean, that was yeah. 100% all him. Yeah. And, I mean, he definitely had his finger on the pulse on this one. Yeah. It's probably the most right thing for me he's ever he's ever done. In- like, she said that she almost didn't do it. And yeah. then her agent was like, do you know what it is that they want you to audition for? And she's just like, what? And so he goes, so she talks to, to Zack Snyder and he's like, I don't know if you all have Wonder Woman in, in Israel, but I think you'd be, I was like, how yeah. does she not know who Wonder Woman is? I, granted, she, you know, is Israeli, but she's, She's been to the United States. I'm sure she'd heard of her before, but and there were uh, reports that Snyder fought for her too. That yeah, she wasn't a big like Warner did. Brothers wasn't a big fan of Gal. And that it was Zach that really got her. Good in that for role. him. Yeah. Good for yeah. Zach. Yeah. So that's definitely. I mean, that's definitely one thing. My uh, that right. My my DC movie Mount Rushmore has Christopher Reeve, mm-hmm. Michael Keaton, yep, Heath Ledger, and Gal Gadot. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's real yeah. good. That's my yeah. that's my Mount Rushmore of fucking. De- she's up there. She oh she deserves to be up for, there. I can't wait for Johannes to draw that. Johannes, ah, Johannes. Yeah, yeah that would be good. Yeah, Johannes, get on it, my man. That's gonna be glorious. The DC Mount Rushmore. Oh, that'd be awesome. But uh, yeah, I I loved I loved Wonder Woman. I can't wait to see it again. I can't wait to own it. And yeah, um, and th- this this is. Uh, this is the best DCEU movie ever. It's even better than Man of Steel, in my opinion. So I agree. I agree. <laughs> no we knew <shit>. you would. <laughs> no shit. But I thought it was fantastic. Probably the best it'll ever get. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, Brooke, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you feel better soon. Yeah, I should. <laughs> And then I want you to I want you to report back to us after you have a second viewing, okay? Okay, yeah, we'll probably go tomorrow or like Monday. I think Cindy gets off early enough when I do, so right because uh, she pretty much just wanted to go as soon as possible to see it again. 
I've kind of I've I've noticed when it uh, if it's a great movie and just talking about it, you start to you start to think back on some of the things and 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 I, I'm hoping like in your next viewing. You can just I mean, kind of like soak it all in, just like there's a there's a pair of cosplay boots uh-huh. from her costume, yeah. and I keep looking at them. So I'm probably gonna buy them because <laughs> I keep thinking about this movie and this character, and she's everything I wanted Wonder Woman to be in a movie. I just kept thinking to myself, like uh, I felt so happy for all like you know uh, fathers and mothers that brought their daughters to see this movie and to see this woman on screen mm-hmm. and, and the way she portrayed them, and then. Uh, and then to have uh, Brooke Doherty on the show and the audacity for her to give it a high taste, it, I, and it's just like, what the fuck? I know. I can't stop thinking of all those crying little girls. I know. I know. I know. And everybody's going to yell at me, but whatever. That's that's fine. Go ahead. Yell at me. You know, hey, Wouldn't don't. First time. Don't, don't, uh, don't, don't rip those Wonder Woman posters off the wall. Just erase Brooke Doherty's phone number from your phone. <laughs> I'm blo- blocking her. I'm messing with you. I'm messing. I, I hope you see it again. I, I hope it's a better experience for you the next time. I'm sure it will. I, I'm I'm pretty sure it will be because it's like it's in my heart. It just wasn't. It just the timing wasn't right for the way I felt. I think. But, no, um, no. You I, know, I had to go with what with yeah what it was that day. I can't. You know. Our listener uh, David Isaac is going to hate me for this, but the oh, uh, the first time. I saw the movie uh, The Crow. I hated it, and oh, I don't wow. know why. Well, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things where, like, I watched it and I, and I just like I didn't like it. I hated the Fellowship, and then I watched it the second time, and it's one of my favorite movies now. I'm with you, Frank. First time I watched Fellowship of the Ring, yeah. hated mm-hmm. it. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Mm-hmm. I had to watch The Two Towers to get excited about it. And then when I went back, I loved it. Like, it's actually my favorite of the three films because there's so much storytelling in it. I, when I went and saw Fellowship, I left the theater and I said I hated that movie. Well, there was a guy that I knew that he loved The Fellowship of the Ring. And he's like, when it came out on DVD, he's like, I said, I saw that in the theater. I didn't like it. He's like, no, I want you to take it and I want you to watch it again at home. I know it's a long movie. You were probably getting antsy in the theater and just wanted to get out of there. (laughs) Watch it again. I watched it again. Absolutely love that movie now. When when I saw Fellowship and the Two Towers, I saw them with a friend at his house, and all he did was tell me the difference between the book and the movie the entire time. Oh Oh, god! So when I saw Return of the King by myself, it was my favorite one. But then I've gone back and watched them all, and I really liked them. But it was horrible. He uh, was not shut up. It'd be like watching uh, Wonder Woman with our emailer (laughs) Tassouj. I was thinking the same thing. Jesus Christ. Like, I I didn't like the books. I did not like the books. Like, The Fellowship, there's 17 fucking pages of them walking through the forest. Yeah, amen, Frank. Nothing happens. Amen. It's before they even meet Tom Bambadil, who wasn't even in the movie, but that's 17 pages of walking through the fucking forest. Okay, I'm done. All right. (laughs) All right. And we're going to end it on that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, man. All right. Anyway, uh, we yeah. will be hey, next week. Uh, no movie, just a regular episode, right? Cool. Yep. All right, guys. And uh, thank you, Brooke, again for joining us. And just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Adios. See you. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap.